Serving up a healthy dose of news, traffic, and engaging opinion. This is Good Morning Hamilton with Rick Zamperin on 900 CHML. Our family, we, we've got three dogs at home, so I, um, this is one area I feel somewhat confident declaring myself an expert in. I got dogs coming out the yin-yang. However, it looks like, it appears that we need more people who are looking to get a pet, but get it by adoption. The Hamilton Burlington SPCA is looking for more fosters for its pets. I want to bring in Madison Bodden from the Hamilton Burlington SPCA. Madison, how are you today? I'm lovely. How are you? Uh, uh, th- you know what? You are the first person who's ever answered that question by saying lovely. I, that's great. I love that answer. That's fantastic. <laughs> So I understand that, um, that we need to have some people step up and start to take some dogs and cats because you guys are being overrun. Is that what's going on? That's correct. So, I mean, we, we, we've always had an influx of um, dogs and cats and small species, but we're, we're noticing um, that there's not really one in particular reason why we're seeing the current situation. Um, it's always so hard to navigate why our population grows. However, there has been a bit of an, an, an influx in our intake numbers over the last few months. Um, and, of course, that's why we're looking uh, for, for foster families to help help with the cause. Um, we find that, um, you know, in the shelter setting, a lot of our animals start to, be, um, start to show signs of stress and anxiety. And it's, it's certainly not their best side when they're looking mm. to be adopted to a new family. So, um, you know, as we start to see our numbers get higher, the space that we can allocate to these animals becomes much smaller. And, of course, they start to lose that that spark that they have. Um, it, so foster families really bring an extra added bonus to both the animals' uh, quality of life and space capacity here at the shelter so we can help more and more animals every year. Is Now, you say that there's not one reason exactly but is it is it commonplace in summertime for the numbers to go up or is this just it happens occasionally and doesn't there's no rhyme or reason that's a really good question so i wouldn't necessarily say summertime would be a season we see a huge influx per se but we have been noticing um due to the growing cost of the economy and inflation um are really huge key players in the trends we're seeing um you know everything from private vet clinics to food is becoming that much more expensive for pet owners to afford um, as I'm sure you understand as a pet owner yourself. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we're really working across programs such as our pet food pantry program, our wellness clinics, to help address these challenges in the community, um, as, of course, we have seen them become barriers um, for people to be able to keep their pets in the home. Um, and our goal as an organization is to just keep people and pets together. So, um, you know, trying to offer services that help support our current pet owner population is is something that we're working actively towards. One of the things that we had heard um, recently, and I don't know if this could be an extension of that, was a lot of people got COVID pets. A lot of people, when they were home, decided they wanted some companionship and they were able to be around. And then when life got back to normal, it was uh, a lot of people discovered, you know what, I'm not really a normal life pet owner. And there were a lot of people looking to get rid of their pets, unfortunately. Is that still part of the lingering carryover here? That's also a great question. So, of course, it is something that we saw through COVID. Um, it was something that our shelter had to kind of adjust to as our doors were technically closed. Um, but honestly, in, in instances like that, when, when people feel that they might not be the best fit for 
adopting a dog due to their work schedule or their you know availability changes so frequently that's when we bring up the idea of fostering um you know you can foster an animal for as long as you're able to provide um a lot of research shows that even a day on foster for a lot of our shelter pets can bring the world of difference in both their behavioral and medical status especially if they're recovering from some kind of medical um, treatment um, or surgery. So um, sometimes fostering is kind of the best of both worlds because you don't have to commit to adopting an animal if you know your, your schedule in the future is going to be changing a little bit. Um, but you can still have that joy of companionship in your home, feel like you're giving back to your community. Um, and then, of course, that animal goes off and, and gets adopted um, out to another family. So you're, you're really doing such a big part to that animal's life, so, um, and it could be kind of the best of best of both if you find you're a busy a busy human. So it's basically rent a pet for a while, give that's it a try, it. test drive yeah, a pet. That's a good way to put it. Yes. <laughs> and but how many people though, when they when they do this? Okay, there's a bunch of things here. How many people when they do this though end up keeping it because they decide they really enjoy having that animal around? That's a that's a Great enlightenment, yes. And a lot of people do. We call it a foster fail, although it is certainly not a fail to the animal. Um, but, I mean, that's totally always a possibility. It's it's a great opportunity to see how an animal fits into your lifestyle, how a particular animal fits within your life. Um, and a, a lot of times for first-time pet owners, they're unsure about what level of care that animal would require or what it's like to have an animal at all. Um, so fostering could be an awesome opportunity to see if you're even open to adoption. And sometimes along the way, you'll find your best friend and you didn't even mean to find them. So, um, it's never a bad thing when that happens, but it does happen fairly frequently. Um, but it's never something we're sad about. <laughs> what are the requirements? There have to be some rules about who can do this, who, who could foster a pet. Of course. So of course you have to bring a genuine love and passion for the animals, of course. Um, we do offer fostering for all of the species we care for, so cats, kittens, dogs, puppies, um, and in some cases, small species. So that would be, um, you know, rabbits, guinea pigs, rats. We do get them in um, fairly frequently as well, so we're looking for care for those guys. Of course, sufficient time and availability to dedicate to their care. Um, a lot of times I get questions around, you know, oh, I work a full-time job. Is that something I can still help with? And it certainly is. Um, there really is a pet in the shelter for everyone's lifestyle. Um, some of our more um, adult dogs could withstand, you know, a, a workday schedule and they can just be at home and decompressing. Um, certainly a better environment for him or her than it, it would be at the shelter the whole day. Um, so just making sure that you have, you know, have that conversation. If you're even the slightest bit curious, I encourage people to reach out and, and chat with me and my team about what their lifestyle is like. And we can always fit an animal that uh, would benefit from your particular lifestyle. Um, so, you know, of course, having the ability to um, potentially say goodbye to your foster pet, um, it, it, it's a bittersweet moment. Well, I, and I was going to say that, like, is there an, and we got to run, but is there an expectation? So if, if I were to foster a pet and then a few days later bring it back, is that, am I going to get stink eye from the people at the SPCA because it's sort of a failure? I didn't decide to keep this pet in the end. Is there an expectation that, yeah, you're fostering, but we really think you're going to keep it forever? Absolutely no expectation at all. So I always preface during the pickup appointment that if you have any small inclination that you might want to adopt, let me know. But the whole point here is for you 
to offer the animal a chance to decompress, learn some new social skills, socialize them, have fun, um, and, and enjoy each other's company for a little while. There's absolutely no expectation to adopt, um, as, of course, the full purpose is for you to just give them that temporary home for a little while. Um, so it actually is quite the opposite, where we almost never expect people to adopt. But when it does, it's always a happy little bittersweet moment for us. Madison, if somebody's interested, and we do have to get going here, if someone's interested, do they have to drop in or can they go on your website or how does it work? Yeah, so I mean, they're more than welcome to pop in and ask questions if they'd like, but our application is actually online through our website at um, hbspca.com. They can fill out their application and then our volunteer services will be in touch via phone call for a screening call to answer any questions they might have and get that process all started. So the website's probably the best place to go. That is Madison Bodden from the Hamilton Burlington SPCA. Madison, thanks for doing this. You were lovely today. Well oh, done. Thank you very there you much. Go. I hope you're, you have a great day. Wake up with the information you need to get the most out of your day. You're listening to Good Morning Hamilton with Rick Zamperin on 900 CHML.